Good gaming morning to you. Whether you're tossing dice, flipping pages, stroking that brush, or mashing them buttons, we have your six on all things gaming. As always, my name is Michael Smith, and to my right... Eddie Jakes. And this is Basement Quest. Um, we had a... Last week, it took off. Um, we uh, we uh, found the um, issues of being in a confined space for a very long time, a.k.a. playing uh, D&D on Sunday right after we did the um, <laughs> Delta Green <laughs> episode. Yes. And everybody ended up contracting something from Rob. He just passed yes. that around like a taco. Let me tell I, you what. I lost my singing voice. And so we're we're scrambling to uh, record and get this up tonight. Yeah, so it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a rough, it's gonna be a rough one. Uh, we really we really appreciate you guys, um, you know, being yeah, patient last, with this. And last week, uh, the support for uh, Vince from Black Project Gaming was yeah. amazing. We just um, got to yeah, thank you enough. Big shout out. And while we got your attention, make sure you guys are hitting that subscribe and make sure you hit that bell so you get the notification and a little ding every time that we're live because that's when you're going to get the notification that we're out there. Um, and just like you said, I mean, Vince, what a great interview he threw out there, man. I mean, I was right. super excited. He even offered, you know, if we want, you know, to join the, uh, the was it the Roll20? Yep. Um, get on Roll20 and, and try out some Delta Green. Yeah. Um, I'm, I might take him up on that. Yeah, I, I, think, I think I might too. It's pretty cool. It was yeah. definitely a really cool interview uh we got a lot of feedback on that um and unfortunately right now we're in the coronavirus scare uh everybody is you know sitting at home so it's a perfect time to catch up on all your basement quest goodness we have uh i don't know did you put that new uh the new um big battle we just did up there no, i'm working on that okay still. so we, we'll have that's, that content coming, up, coming yep. up there for you guys so we, we're gonna have some good stuff for you guys as you're uh quarantined with all your toilet paper and it's gonna be a good time <laughs> for you guys to write your adventures too all those things that you guys wanted to do you that's, see what i'm saying like that's what i'm doing this is a, this is a good time for nerds to, to do their things I, I broke out like some of my my towels so i'm gonna throw some videos up there of me me going back and paint my crew and all that stuff um, I got to get those guys done because now I got all my blood angels that I got to catch up on. Yes, <laughs> we have a lot planned. Yeah, there's always something to do. Always something to do. And it's always going to be on Basement Quest. And that's what we're excited about. So we're heading back to um, the um, guides that we had planned going on. Um, I'm going to be doing the D&D 5th Edition Rogue this time, as it's called. Um, I believe there's only five subclasses that I'm going to break down. I'm going to tell you what I believe are some of the best feats that you should use. Obviously, you know, your pros, your cons, and stuff like that. And I believe you touched a little bit on it when it was... Palladium considers them all men of arms. Right. Uh, so, basically, anyone who's... It's magic other than magic. So I'm going to touch on some... Uh, classes that ha are still left over from some of the other books i'll, I'll a couple we'll little tips about, and yeah. tricks on how you can make your thief just a little bit better that's uh that's how we're gonna hit it off so uh we're gonna go right into the meat and potatoes of the show and uh we hope that you guys uh really really like this and uh we hope that you guys like really 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 like the guides too because uh we've gotten a lot of good feedback on it you know what i'm saying oh, yeah. like and and it's actually it's funny because one of my uh one of my players actually took my advice and changed one of his feats out and took Lucky, and it worked for him. Yes. Who, who would have known? You know what I'm saying? Don't discount luck. It's, oh, no. it's a game of chance. It's, 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 absolutely. You know? Absolutely. That's what, I, that's what I love about this. All right, so 
<clears throat> Let me break this down real quick for you. Um, obviously, the rogue, uh, everything that you think about the rogue is exactly that. He's your scout. He's your trap disarmer. He is your lock picker. Um, he's your striker, if you will. The one thing he is not is a lot of hit points. <laughs> so no. you need to make sure that your your rogue is taken care of by a tanky tank. Um, yeah, keep in mind, a rogue class is a thinking class. You right. really need to strategize. Good good, you know, good not, call. Not saying other players don't think with their character, but let's keep real. A barbarian is pretty much go in there, go in, kill right. all of the things, leave. Mm -hmm, exactly. So, uh, Typically, your rogues are split into two types. You have your ranged rogue, and you have your up-close-and-personal rogue, or a melee rogue. Um, the melee rogues tend to go with two weapons because then you get twice the chance of going for a sneak attack and of course you know your ranged attacks they typically rely on sniping and stealth and getting up in a higher ground to to do their damage there um one of the worst things about rogue obviously hit points you're not going to have a lot of them so you don't want to be on that front line you don't want to be anywhere next to that front line like i said get yourself keep, keep your friends close and your yep, healer closer get yourself a nice tanky tank that's what you need to do um your dexterity saves obviously you want to put a lot into dexterity and a lot of your saves are going to be coming from dexterity so as long as you put a good amount of your points in towards dexterity you're going to be you're going to be absolutely fine um proficiencies they get all the weapon proficiencies they possibly need, including the thieves' tool proficiency. Make sure you get that early. I know that they say, you know, you can turn around and you can, if you read it, it says, okay, I can be proficient in two weapons right off the bat. And it's tempting. It is very tempting. But do not forget, you need those tools. You need the thieves' tools. That is, a, that is first and foremost. Um, obviously the play your character, right? The bread and butter of the thief, your sneak attack. It's a source that does the most damage for the rogue. So you need to make sure that you put yourself in a good position to constantly use this to your advantage. Um, the expertise of a rogue, they pretty much they're They are almost the Jack of all trades, but they can expertise in pretty much anything that you can think that they can do to make them obviously a better thief. Um, Cunning actions, uh, it's a fantastic option for sneak attack. Archers can use this, the hide to stay hidden between attacks, and melee rogues can use the dash and disengage to move around the battlefield more often. It gives you a good way to, like I said, um, like if you're a ranged, if you're a ranged uh, rogue, you like pop up, take your shot, pop back down, and you're hidden again. Um, if you're one of these dash and, <laughs> dash and dine <laughs> rogues, as we like to call them, you go in, you hit, you do your damage, and... Bam, you're all set. If you're a rogue, too, like I can't stress this enough, do not discount the use of poison. Poison can cause initial damage. It can also cause damage throughout the entire combat round. So don't discount the use of poison if you're you know, shooting right. it from a range. Right, exactly. That's a big thing. Because it's um, almost, if you break it down, so you hit once with poison, like say a dagger, and there's damage for however many rounds, that's almost like someone else is fighting along with you when you're in a one-on-one exactly. competition against another creature. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to break down um, the uh, the abilities real quick of the basic rogue, and then I'll pass it on to Ed, and we'll do uh, the, the subclass breakdown. Like I said, I believe I have five of them. Um, the rogues was one of the ones that, you know, like the fighter has like six of them. And you can find all of these um, in the different, obviously the player's handbook only has three of them. Um, I believe it was the Xanther's Guide to Everything has another one of them. And then I'd have to look up the last one, but they have like two more from there. But um, so breaking it down real quick, Uncanny Dodge. This is, like I said, one of the biggest things that a rogue gets. Um, 
it's pretty much you draw a handful of you can prevent taking a large amount of damage uh so it's like if you call uncanny dodge i think it, i believe it takes half I, I believe it's half so you only so if somebody hits you for like 60 points of damage and like i said last week uh we just had a thief on the table or yeah i think he is a thief um that's one of the subclasses but he he ended up doing uncanny dodge and if he didn't do it he was dead mm-hmm. like i saved his life um evasion Pretty much, it's the same idea of Uncanny Dodge, except you completely evade the attack. Um, this makes the rogue very hard to kill, but you have to be smart, just like Ed was saying. You have to be a very thinking char- you know, a thinking player when it comes to that. Um, reliable talent. It's uh, an expertise skill. It's great for motivation, pick up like, skilled feats and stuff like that. Blind sense. Uh, lo- locating invisible creatures, which we all know can be a pain in the ass, and... This is a way that the rogue really, like I said, besides just traps and 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 picking, you know, the, the locks and everything else. This is the way to go. It uh, slippery mind. Your wisdom isn't always great, but with this level of proficiency, it's enough to actually give you a little backup. Because if you want to, th- you know, throw like say points into something, dump it off into wisdom, because this this will allow you to say protect you against mages. Uh, elusive once again this is much later uh so you get elusive evasion and uncanny dodge um th- all three of these make it extremely like i said you're extremely hard to kill if put in right such uh, situations stroke of luck essential when the chips are down and you just uh, can't afford essentially the stroke of luck is um it's a re-roll of uh everything and of of one one specific action um obviously Strength is a dump stat. You really don't need to worry about strength if you're a rogue. Uh, dexterity. They run on dexterity. You need the highest dexterity you can possibly get if you plan on making a rogue. Constitution. Hit points are always important, obviously. So this could be like your secondary. Charismas. Rogues are usually the face of your party. They're the talkers. They're the diplomats. They're the ones that go in and, and bullshit the, the, the king, sort of say. So, so charisma is a good one. Um, wisdom, intelligence, not a big deal. Like I said, strength, let that be your dump stat. Let that, you know, take care of it from there. Um, and then real quick, obviously, elves make great, you know, great rogues. Uh, the bird people make great rogues. Um, gnomes, half elves, uh, halflings, Humans, of course, because they get all the feats. Cobalts make great. I mean, I've always seen this. People doing cobalts left and right. Uh, Tabaxis, Teflings. Um, they make great uh, changelings. They'd be a good one. Um, and I'd say that's about it from there. So why don't you go ahead and uh, take it up, and then I'll do the uh, subclasses. I'm going to just break uh, really quick without getting too, uh, too far into them. Here's some of the other classes and some of the other books in Palladium just that can help round out a really good game that you could consider like more roguish um, than straight up, you know, fighter or anything like that. You have um, entertainers. You have an acrobat and tumbler. Huh. Um, yep. This is from uh, this is all from book three, Adventures in the High Seas. You have uh, acrobat entertainers, actors, the bard. You have the juggler knife thrower. You have a minstrel. And the press prestidigitator. <laughs> the digitator. Prestidigitator. <laughs> so uh, he's got to be like a, a high class diplomat. I don't know. No, I don't know. Some kind of entertainment. Uh, I got to look that up. Yes, I don't know what that means. Sue me. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> so there's like some interesting classes that you can do. Like these are actual actors that are thrown into. 
you know, the fantasy game. A um, lot more, uh, some men-at-arms ones. Uh, I'm just going to stick with book three for now. There's a lot of different classes they've added. I'm going to stick with book three because I think they have some of the most interesting ones. Uh, the Gladiator. So That one sounds cool. Yep, you have the Gladiator, which is more of a fighter class. Um, you have, um, ooh, I will touch on this one. This is in book seven in Palladium Fantasy of Yin Sloth Jungles, The Spy. So you can actually play a an actual spy for the king, queen, or whoever is hiring you kind of thing. So a bit of a roguish class. Um, some optional ones from uh, going back to uh, – actually, book three doesn't have any, so let's just look at this one real quick. Um, or Ah, okay. So book three has seafaring classes, which are really good. The mariner, the pirate, and the sailor. So, um, pirate, yeah, obviously speaks for itself. If you yeah. want to play, uh, you know, a, you know, Captain Jack Sparrow or for something like that, um, that's all there. Um, bit of a rogue class there. There's also, I believe, um, oh, where is it? One of my favorites. There's to be a swashbuckler on here. I think I remember that. Yeah, it's I, I do. I do remember that because I was like, "Oh, that's cool." They actually have a freaking swashbuckler. I'd rock that. I would rock that. Oh uh, yeah, no, he's somewhere on there. But basically, it's just exactly your classic uh, movie swashbuckling hero. Um, I guess it actually falls under the sailor class. But basically, you're a person of the sea. Um, that's where you get your typical, you know, using the two rapier kind of thing, right. you know, and, you know, a lot of interesting things here. And then, um, uh, one class that we didn't get to touch on too much, cause this is where I think D and D and palladium deviate a lot is where, uh, dungeon dragons has kind of gotten away from psionics as yes. you know, overall yes. palladium is still kind of heavy into it in some of their games. So they don't, um, they have, uh, clerics and stuff in the other books, but before, you know, if you're just using the core books for your game, uh, your healer is going to be a psi healer. So basically, it's a natural ability to heal. So it falls under the psionic class. Um, you have higher, you know, PPP, PPE than other character classes, obviously, because your your base power comes from psionics. Right. Um, level one, you automatically get dead and pain, exorcism, healing touch, increased healing, psychic diagnosis, psychic. Uh, purification, psychic surgery, see aura and empathy. So you start out with those with a pretty big list of psychic abilities, and obviously they grow as you go up in levels. Right, and you can kind of, you know, up them where you see fit. Same basic OCC, starting equipment, etc., etc. Um, limited to things like uh, I think armor and stuff. Restrictive armor kind of affects the abilities. Um, it's not like you can do. It's not much of a fighting class, but you can up your fighting because it starts with hand-to-hand basic. You can up it, but you have to sacrifice skills for that, which I don't often recommend because these classes are really dependent on their skills. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. So if you're going to play a character like that, they're an educated class, so um, they learn two additional languages and et cetera, et cetera. Um, There's also the Mystic, um, which is pretty much... As it sounds, it's more of a mystical-type psionic class. Um, Again, um, this one starts with exorcism, sense evil, sixth sense, meditation, mind block, 
Uh, plus, he gets to select three powers from the sensitive category and two from either the physical or healing category. So it's not much of a healer, a little more offensive than the other ones, um, but still more of a magic class. So this wouldn't be somebody you'd put in the forefront. Right. Um, and this is the one... This is the one that you would use offensively the most. This is the Mind Mage player character class. This is the one that actually is a strike first kind of psionic class, more like uh, the Wizard of Psionics. So if you want to play a more offensive character, you're going to want to use this one ver you know, versus the other one. This is more, I'm not going to say it's a tank, it's definitely a striker. Um, mm -hmm. Even though you can have some healing abilities with this, but. Um, it starts off with mind block, see order, see aura, alter aura, meaning yourself. So this is someone if it's engaged in psychic compact can actually change its aura. Um, meditation, plus you get to select three from the four psionic power categories: healing, sensitive, physical, and super. So that's twelve psi powers total. So this is the most powerful of the psionic classes. Um, limitations, uh, mind wipe, size sword, and possessed. Others cannot be selected until third level. Um, so, yeah, that's a, just a quick breakdown of those three classes. Um, obviously, the psionic powers, they vary from healing to uh, attack to, you know, subterfuge to track, distract, that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, those are the, just a roundup of the few I didn't get to touch on last time. Nice. So. <clears throat> All right, so um, I'm going to break down real quick. Like I said, um, oh, before I do go into this, there is one thing. Um, if you do plan on before before I go into these five arc, you know, the arch types of the rogues, one of them is called the arcane trickster, and that's essentially like a Loki character, if you will. He is very good on magic, so he he actually has abilities and stuff that that allows him to use magic. So that would be the one rogue that you would might want to sacrifice charisma to make sure you have a higher intelligence on. Just because, like I said, he does have spells and he's going to have other things, so you're going to want to have that ability out there. You're going to want to be able to you know, make it uh, upgraded like that. Um, real quick, just obviously they're coming out with feats all the time. Um, we personally, I, I brought back um, what I call monkey hand. Um, you can you can use a two-handed weapon in one hand as long as you have that proficiency. It's it was a fourth edition skill. I kind of brought it back. It's homebrew for those of you who do that. Um, can I use two symbols? Sure. <laughs> um, I had to. Sorry. So uh, real quick, obviously alert. You want to go with alert. Uh, going first is quintessential for all rogues. Don't pass up on that. Um, actor. This is this is a nice bonus because you can what it does is you can get your uh, you have essentially it's like um, a, a, a double uh, like a doppelganger you're, you're you're an actor you can come up with these disguises you can come up with these voices you can it it's essentially makes the rogue exactly that if you're going to be one of those rogues that does a lot of in depth and infiltration and stuff like that this is one you want to look at crossbow expert now this is another thing you don't have to be a ranged rogue to get this ability this is a very nice thing to have on the side if you're building say a fight at a range it's it's an absolute must because it gives you extra attacks bonus actions and a backup if you fail to deliver your sneak attack on your first attack and unlike two-handed weapons that you get to apply your ability modifier the damage with the with the additional attack 
Um, like I said, this is a good way if you want to use your ranged rogue, but also if you kind of like want to have a little bit of ranged backup for your melee rogue, it's a good thing to pick up on. Um, dungeon Delver, handling traps, secret doors, this always comes into a rogue's hands. So just to have that extra skill, have that extra ability, it's a good way, especially if you know you're going to a lot of dungeons. That's, that's a big thing. Uh, inspiring Leader. If you're a charisma-based rogue, do not pass up on this opportunity. This gives you temporary hit points, reduces your need for magic healing. Uh, it's essentially like um, how they used to have the, uh, the not the warlord, yeah, warlord, right? Warlord. I think it was a warlord back in 4th edition. They would give your, your buddies all these bonuses. Uh, magic initiative. This is one of those ones, like I said, if you're going to do the arcane mage, um, you want to you go, or the arcane rogue as it is good it's arcane trickster that's what it is um it's uh essentially what it is is it it's it allows you to use magic with your sneak attack so you can get the extra bonus out of there so it's a you know it's a it's if you're using the arcane trickster by all means look this feed up uh, mobile, this is obviously hit and run tactics. Always, so this allows you to run in, attack, and then run safe away without getting an, at, at, uh, an attack of opportunity. Um, later on, you'll see that the rogue automatically gets that, but that's not to like 17 rounds. So to have that feat early is a really good thing you want to do. Ritual caster, obviously the arcane trickster. You want to have this. Uh, it's it's a good way to just make sure you get an advantage on all your attacks. Um, which we all know how many times has advantage helped you? Um, Never. <laughs> uh, it's a myth. Good way to get uh, get opportunity attacks and therefore give you more opportunity attacks to make sneak attacks. It's just a good way to kind of get everything going together. Uh, sharpshooter, absolutely fantastic. If you're going to be a ranged uh, a ranged archer, cannot specify that more. Skilled uh, with a re reliable talent, you can rely on any of the skills that you know, even with a me mediocre advanced score so if you take skilled on something even if you fail it there's a chance that you can still pass it uh skulker this is uh it's if you like to be a sniper you kind of like you stay hidden and it's one of those one of those feats on um obviously the weapon master you don't want to fuck with that i mean it's it's nice it's a nice idea but it's it's a waste on a rogue because there's only certain weapons that should really fall in a rogue's hands and it's all pretty much there for you um crossbow hand Come on, that's light crossbows are nice, but hand crossbows are more concealed and work very well for a rogue. Dagger, duh. Uh, rapier and short sword. Uh, they do have a long sword and they do have a short bow. I don't like rogues with long swords. I'm sorry, I just don't. Um, there is um, there is the um, swashbuckler um, uh, class there, the subclass there. Um, arch, I can never say it arch classes whatever the the sub i call it subclass but you yeah. know arch arcane subclasses is what it is but one of them is a swashbuckler so that, that's why and I, even then that's why I'd we use give a them their own occ right <laughs> there you go i'd use a rapier over a freaking longsword. i just don't i think they're stupid i just don't i don't i don't see a, a rogue using a longsword. i'm sorry well people just don't. here's the thing i don't know why rapiers get such a bad rep I, they just don't like the look of them but they're yeah. very effective they are exactly they're, they're and they protect your hands i I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, leather armor is nice. Studded leather is always better. Go for that protection. Um, multi-classing. I've, I've said this before. I'm not a huge multi-class person. Me neither. Um, 
I will say this, Barbarian Reckless Attack is very tempting because it'll pretty much grant you a probability of getting a higher sneak attack rate. So, I mean, that's a nice way to go. Obviously, Fighter, you can go with the um, the two-handed wep- the two-weapon style. That could help you. Um, and Ranger, um, level two, you get the fighting style that you can access the Hunter Mark, which makes two-handed weapons more viable, and then you can literally mark your target to give you that advantage with range so there's bonuses to doing subclass or to, to multi-classing um i'm i'm still not completely sold on the multi-class i i truly feel like you kind of like get get away from the class itself you know what i'm saying like you really get away from like everything that's like like you can't get to level 20 and sometimes 20 is like where all the big ones are you know all these these huge abilities all right so let me go down to the first one we got here, and that would be the first multi-class. There we go. Not, not, I always say freaking subclass. <clears throat> okay. So you have um, the Arcane Trickster. We'll bring that one right off the bat. The Arcane Trickster is exactly what it sounds like. He brings magic to the rogue table. Enchantment, illusion spells. Um, there's trickery. All kinds of different things. Obviously, spell casting with the arcane trickster, you get spell casting. Um, you use both these skills to work very well for arcane tricksters. Remember, sneak attack requires dexterity-based weapons, so you can't rely on your spells for that. So you would have to make sure if you're doing an arcane trickster and you still want to have that bite of your sneak attack, you have to put the dexterity in there, and the intelligence has got to be your backup. Um, mage hand controlling the hand as a bonus action means you can pick locks pick pockets while you're doing other things so you're fighting over here and your mage hand can be picking a lock your mage hand could be picking the pocket of the person you're fighting so cool little thing right there magical ambush um, since your spell DC won't likely be as good as a regular spell caster this does a lot to improve the reliability of your spell itself versatile trickster this advantage allows you to sneak attack the target. Uh, you'll have to you'll use the use the move hand to to move into range for this to work. But if you use your cunning action in the previous round and do so, there you go. This is like this is like Ed said before. It's a thinking class. It's not you just can't roll in here and expect it. You have to the 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 stage before you're doing your cunning action to get yourself in position. The next round, you're doing your major damage and then you're falling out, maybe getting ready for your spell. You know Study that player's guide. Exactly, exactly. Versatile trickster. Oh, that's one I just did. Sorry. Uh, speed, uh, spell thief. It's obvious if you use uh, steal spells from spell casters. So essentially what you do is you can steal a spell from a mage. As a thief. As a thief. All right. Th- use it that, and use it, but use it right then. You know this, what I'm saying? So this you, is my only objection <laughs> to the, the Dungeon Dragon system. It seems like eventually everybody becomes a magic user. No, I, uh, yes, I do. That's my say that. only criticism. I do got to say that. Um, the fighting, I, obviously, when we did the right. fighters mage, uh, the fighter, fighters guide, there's the arcane, yeah. the Whereas Eldritch Knight I, or whatever. I feel like, so with Palladium, if a thief is a thief, you know, a bard is a bard, the magic user is a magic user, and they're kind of, they stay that way. I just kind of this mismatch of magic and stuff is so. Actually, this yeah. is actually it, it doesn't specifically say it has to be from enemy spellcasters. You could technically steal a spell from your party member too. Oh yeah, it just I I get it. It's neat. I just I don't know. 
Doesn't seem, <laughs> doesn't seem pure to me. I don't know. It doesn't seem pure. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is one of this is one of the subclasses that I think most people venture towards. The assassin. The assassins are good at two things, people: infiltration, and you guessed it, assassinations. Uh, you want to get your your character or your your player character in a position where he's not seen and can do the max damage. Uh, weapon proficiencies, both toolkits are fantastic. Obviously, this is the way you want to go for assassinate. This is an excellent motivation to lead for every lead off every combat with huge damage. But sneak attack requires that your attack be dexterity based, so you might want to use either a rapier or a heavy crossbow to do as much damage as possible. Here comes the rapier again because like we said, it does the same damage as a long sword, but it's not quote unquote the long sword. Um, infiltration expertise, situational, but very flavorful and absolutely fantastic in all situations. So what this does is this allows you to perfectly infiltrate yourself into a structure, into a self-based, self-going structure. So you're no questions, nothing else. Uh, imposter, same thing. It's situational. You're going to have to, it's going to have to be one of those campaigns where the dm is really really working with you and you just lead yourself in there and then of course the biggest thing for being an assassin your death strike combined with sneak attack and assassination this is quite possibly the most damage any subclass will offer you if you do things right including with your feats and everything else you could coup de gras a motherfucker like that with the assassin class it is it is no joke it is not no 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 issues, but you have to be smart. You have to be situation, and you have to take the shots when it's available. And they you. say you can't win in an RPG, right? Winners, we're Winners. we're teaching you how to win right now. Uh, inquisitive. So it's this is this is one of those ones I didn't. I just recently found out about, um, and I was I was when I read it, I was like, okay, I can I can see this. Um, it's pretty much the the whole idea is. He's incredible at finding everything, hidden traps, doors, uh, locks, treasure, and invisible people. Like he can find them all. He is he is the see all, be all of everything. Ear for the decent. Um, it's just like it says. I mean, he literally can hear a mouse fart from fifteen rooms over. Eye for detail. Like we said, find hidden creatures. Um, if there's something that's hidden by magic, you'll be able to find it. Um, insightful fighting, an ear for deceit will make this very viable. For the last for a full minute. Now, a minute in D&D, keep that in mind, is eight rounds. Mm -hmm. or, yeah, eight rounds. So that's, that's a long time. And that's plenty of time for you to have this benefit going on. Even if you used your first check and it's gone, you still have like seven other rounds for this to go through. Steady eye. Same thing. You set it up and it allows you to take the advantage or reroll advantages. Unearing eye. Wisdom isn't especially useful. However, with this, it helps bonus or build up your wisdom. This is just another one of those things. If you get attacked by a spell, it's just a nice way of saying, hey, we gave you a, we gave you a wisdom check here, even though you shouldn't have wisdom. Just like you said, everybody, everybody has to, you know, everybody has to do their, 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 their spy or their magic thing. Um, and I for weakness, this is, this is really cool. This is, uh, it's, it's essentially, it gives you the bonus damage because you know 
how to hit the person. So you get advantage, and then you get the bonuses on the dice rolls as well for the damage. Uh, mastermind, where are we at? No, you can go ahead. Okay. Finish up real quick. Okay. Uh, well, actually, well, let's do it now because this is the, this is the next class. So we'll, we're going to take a quick little, uh, quick little break, and we'll be right back at you. Quick break, and we'll be back. All right. Um, and typically, this is, with, with a lot of people, um, they they tend to think that this is one of the one of the better subclasses for the thief. It's called Mastermind. Uh, this works in a game that has a lot of intrigue, social interactions, which really you want any of your games to have that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't just want to constantly be going down and fighting dungeons and and you know doing doing dungeon crawls and and haunted forests and all that crazy shit. So when you have stuff like that. It makes it more exciting for you. Um, Master of Intrigue, uh, pile of proficiencies, which you'll never use, but they might be very useful depending on the style of your game. Uh, Master of Tactics. It gives you a target advantage, which is pretty great for a lot of characters. Of course, as a rogue, no one needs fucking advantages as much as the rogue needs advantages. Insightful Manipulator. It's a fun way to metagame. So if you're... If you're, you're pretty much in cahoots with the DM, like we said, this is going to be one of those games that have a lot of intrigue, social interactions. You can work with your DM, and you can work this as you're almost helping form the story. You're helping the story flow with your actions and your manipulation, so to say. Misdirection, um, the ability to hide behind a creature that's one size larger than you. <laughs> is always a nice ability. Um, it also gives you as much cover as you can be. Um, if you're in light, it, it'll, it'll shield you, almost make you seem like you're dark. It's a good way of, of misdirecting and, and hiding yourself from the enemy. Um, and then soul, soul of Deceit. This is one of those ones. It's, it's a very situational thing, but it's mega damage. It's one of those, you know, if you're in the right situation, and that's what, just like we said before, You need to be thinking about this. If you know you're going to be utilizing this, this attack has got to be set up. All these, most of the times your sneak attacks have got to be set up. You're not just going to go rolling in and be like, I sneak attack that guy. It's not going to work like that. You're going to have to use. As soon as the character, they put eyes on you, you can't, you're found. As soon as you go in there, your your first turn, your first round should be movement. Getting yourself in the best situation possible for the biggest guy. I am not, and I am saying pick on the biggest guy. Go for that leader, but make sure you got a tanky tank and make sure you got a little healer that's taking care of you on the side as well because that's going to that's gonna make sure that you stay alive. Um, the scout. Scouts are easily outcome. They're, they're pretty much, they're the, they're the nature rogues, if you will. If you're, if you're in a, uh, if you're in a uh, a, a dragon lance, um, you know they're the unranger. <laughs> there you go, the unranger. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. They they're they the out yeah the outlander ranger. <laughs> yes. Um. So skirmisher, they're it's it's ranged. They're they're essentially this is a ranged rogue. Um. Survivalist, two new skills and expertise with both of them. 
superior more mobility this is nice this is uh one of those i think it, it, you double your movement to get you out of the area so that's nice ambush master plan and pick up uh pick up the alert feet for bonus initiative rolls you want to go first maximize it essentially this is this is a way to make sure that you always go first you never never especially like i said if you pick up the feet alert there's never going to be a time when you are not going first and as a rogue you always want to go first you always want to go first. You want to be the first one making your movements. You want to be the first ones doing your damage. You want to be the first one out there making that contact because your buddies are going to be the ones that follow that up. When you do that initial damage, you're not you're not going to be out there destroying the person, the first target. You're going to do so much damage to this thing the first round that your buddies are going to follow it up and complete what you started. I'm not going to say there's not going to be times out there when you're not going to destroy somebody because you you know you're going to be in a situation where the the big bad guy, the big bad evil guy is at like say 55 hit points and you take put, put yourself in that situation, bam, take out that sneak attack and you do 120 yeah. points of damage. It's going to happen. Yeah, if you're in a group of strategy gamers, which we try to be sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um you the this the scout is basically going to be the point man and you want to if you make a plan, you want the plan to come together. So you got to do it right. You got to support your scout for yes. one because he's going to be in harm's way, mm -hmm. and he's the one that's actually going to get the messaging to you, let you know this is what's happening. Don't walk in through here, right? You know. So you want if you're playing a scout, you again, that player's guide. Study it. Study the character. Play your character. No, and know what your character brings to the table. Yeah, That's exactly. these guys are exactly that. They're just here to help you be a better fighter or let you know what's available out there. Like we said, right. maybe maybe you want to be a rogue, but you didn't know that they had the assassin class, or you didn't know they had the arcane trickster. And now this is something that you want to look into. Look into it. Figure out what's going to work for your playstyle. Number one. That's I've been the guilty thing. of that in the past, where I, I've played a fighter as a not a magic user but as something else and or like an assassin mm -hmm. or something and you know because i didn't know it was a class and i and you miss out a lot of things right or, or you're not yeah. planning to be a fighter maybe you are planning on almost being an assassin so you start picking your feats based off of that and not so much what's going to complement your fighter you and know it, what i'm saying and if you're not happy with the character you're playing there's a there's an easy solution yep Start over. Just tell, yeah, just tell. It's your, a game piece. Get yourself tell, a new yeah, game exactly. piece. Just tell your DM, look, dude, I just, I thought I could do this. I can't. It's hard. I just, I'm not feeling this class. Just, just don't I'm do it not. in Mike's game because he'll turn you into an NPC yes. and turn you into a statue. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the last thing that um, the, the uh, I'm sorry, the scout has is uh, Sudden Strike. This extra attack consumes a bonus action. However... It effectively doubles your damage output, which is amazing on any level. Let's be honest about that. Mm -hmm. So for the, for the price of an action, you can pretty much essentially do double the damage that you normally would on that back attack. Uh, Swashbuckler is the second to last uh, subclass out there, and this is the one that we were talking about. On yeah, Palladium has, Palladium own, has yeah. it as well. Um, this is obviously... Uh, just what it says, a, a, a swashbuckler, the, the guys with the fantastic hats and the, the rapiers and the three musketeers and the Yeah, the, the classic Errol Flynn hero yeah, from exactly. those old movies. That's If that's what you've wanted to play, that's the class for you. Exactly. And there you go. Fancy footwork. First thing you get it right off the bat. You only need to attack the target, not hit them. So if you miss, you don't want to stay in melee range. You can retreat 
unintended. So what that means is you can go in, you're going to literally try to hit this guy with your rapier, miss and say, oops, my bad, and take off with no repercussions whatsoever. Hey, and then we of course, love the rapier. We talked about earlier, you already get cunning action. Being a thief, remember those ones that I showed you before you even got to the subclasses, put that in with this, and there you go. Now you have an enemy that ain't going to do shit and even can't retaliate on you. Uh, rockish audacity. This is absurdly good. Any rogue can sneak attack. Everybody knows that. If an ally is in five feet of the target. However, Rakish Audacity allows you to sneak attack if no one except the target is adjacent to you. Which means as long as you're not getting ganged up, you can reliably sneak attack whenever you hit. Now, keep that in mind, what I just said. The sneak attack rule, unless you have an ally who is five feet from you, you cannot sneak attack the enemy. The reason being is because the enemy is very much focused on you. Mm -hmm. If there is people there, then the enemy is not so much focused on you, and now it allows you to do a sneak attack. The rackish audacity allows you to take a sneak attack at any time. I want, I want to just add, too, this is why I'm kind of glad the, the miniatures and the terrain is taken off because yes. now, it, you know, it, like you said, just people would go and be like, oh, I sneak attack. Now you can actually look at it and be like, yeah, how? How? <laughs> exactly. How what are you, are you do doing? That? You know, it gives a whole new, cause that's that classic dungeon master phrase there. What are you doing? So now it's like, show me. Yeah, exactly. Um, panache, tanking generally isn't the rogue's biggest skill set but the first portion of this ability is essentially a taunt um anything that's within 60 foot range can essentially it's it's a it's a cheap it's a cheap metagame trick so i could be over here in the range i essentially taunt the enemy it has it's enough to pull the enemy away from the tank at the time and if i'm 60 feet away what that does is that literally leaves an attack of opportunity for my tanky tank and this guy is trying to charge at me. You're talking maybe max 10 feet, 10, 10, 10 feet he can run or, you know, whatever, 25. 25, I think it is. So five squares. Five squares, and he's charging. You add two more onto that. That's seven squares. But I'm 60 away. So that means I'm 20 squares away or 30 squares away, whatever it is. You're not getting to me. So it's, it's essentially a trick that's going to pull the enemy away from your tank and allow him to get fucking... If you've ever watched the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie and, and, <laughs> and you watch you watch um, when um, Jack Sparrow is fighting with uh, Orlando Bloom's character, I forget his name, um, that whole fight, panache. Yeah, there you go. There that's you go. the whole thing, panache. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, there you go. Character study. Uh, elegant Maneuver. Advantage is great, especially on a skill like athletics, which use shove, and then you can use it to shove the enemies prone, which, hey, guess what? Now your tanky tank gets to fuck him up. Um, this, it's it's essentially another way of getting yourself away from a situation, not getting an attack of, or attack of opportunity, putting yourself into a better situation of maybe getting that next sneak attack again. Master Duelist. Sometimes you can't risk missing. In those cases, this is a lifesaver. Most of those times you can still use the fancy footwork to move away. Remember, we talked about that earlier. But if that's not an option, you use Master Duelist. And essentially what this lets you do is re-roll your miss. So if you want to stay in the fight and you're at that higher level, you use this. 
If you don't want to, if you don't want to stay in that fight, you use that fancy footwork and you get out with no repercussions whatsoever. The last, but certainly not least, subclass, believe it or not, is the thief. <laughs> That's right, the vanilla thief, the rogue, <laughs> as everybody just likes I don't to get call it. it, the thief. I don't get it. What do you mean, thief? <clears throat> I know, right? Um, the thief is the most reliable and very effective at tasks which most associate with the rogue. Hmm. Imagine that. It's like the foundation it's for exactly, rogue. Exactly. You know? It is It is the quintessential rogue. That's exactly what it is. Fast When you hands. say rogue, thief says, hold my beer. Yeah, there you go. Fast hands. Disarming traps and open locks can typically wait until you finish combat, but using this option as a bonus action can include many things like drinking potions, um, throwing a weapon to a friend. You don't necessarily have to focus on traps with fast hands. This allows you to take an action like that um second story work one thing uh, once again situational you have to be in the right situation and dm will be there you know to, to help you out with that supreme sneak if you combine this with expertise you are close to undetectable close they can still get you with magic keep that in mind but by being undetectable that means you're doing the max damage on your on your stealth or uh, on your sneak attacks Use magic device. This opens up all manner of weapons, wands, staves, which are normally limited to specific characters. Therefore, your thief could use the wand of fireball, um, the staff of never-ending snakes or whatever. <laughs> this, like, a rogue normally can't use these. But with this ability... I, you just made me miss the 80s. We <laughs> no. Make up whatever staff we wanted. It's like you know, bag of cockroaches. Here. <laughs> right? And last but not least, Thieves' Reflexes. Two entirely turns is crazy. You can sneak attack twice, probably before the enemy even gets the chance to act. Think about that. Two sneak attacks, people. Now, that's you have other, all the other subclasses have ways that they take that one sneak attack and guarantee the double the damage. No. This is two sneak attacks. So it's not double the damage. You could essentially murder something by just being fantastic. Just, just This is where I'm going to give 5th edition a lot of credit because, like I said, I have criticized the magic part. Mm -hmm. It does bother me a little bit. But I do think when it comes to the classes like the Thief, so if you go back, let's go back to Advanced Dungeons & Dragons which is like probably my favorite edition really. Yes. Um they the thief was the one with pickpocket and picklocks. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And now one sneak attack. Well, they had They the, did have oh, a yeah, I'm you, back attack. Yeah, back attack. Um or backstab whatever backstab, they that's it. what yeah. it was backstab, backstab backstab backstab. And now they've actually taken the classes and they've created this whole art form around it. Yeah. Was which I do like yeah. a lot. So it's like a thief isn't just a thief, a thief is an acrobat, it's, you know, a spy. It's all of that wrapped into right. one. Um, they got a lot more abilities. There's more to it than just sneaking behind something, picking locks. This, that. When you play a thief, you're no longer that guy like, hey, we can't get in here. Joey, right. Joey, pick the lock. It's more than that. You're right. The thief now is the diplomat. The thief is the face of the party. The thief is... The, just like you said, the acrobat, the one that's getting behind the scenes, the one who's you know, hiding in the shadows, the one that's trying to set up the max damage to set up the rest of the team for, 
for everything else. The one finding the hidden, the doors, the one finding the treasure chest, the yeah. one finding the bad guy who's been invisible the whole freaking time. I mean, you can play the basic pickpocket if you want, but you're not going to enjoy the game as much. No, not absolutely now. Definitely not. not. Absolutely not. So I do. That's one thing I do like about fifth edition. Each character class is a lot more well-rounded. Yes. Um, Aside from, like, magic users, obviously you know magic. That makes sense. Mm. Fighters now are a lot more well-rounded. There's a reason they're fighters. There's a reason there's Well, they have the most attacks monks. in the game, which they right. need. Oh, besides the monk. The monk can pot, has the most attacks of any character class out there. But the fighter is right there. But they're also doing max damage because they're using swords and stuff. And then the monk's using their but fists. But the, the so. monk doesn't wear armor. Right. So, I mean, there, there's trade-offs. Right, exactly. So there's no such thing really, I think... Oh, I think a barbarian's a little OP. I've always felt that way. But other than that, they're all... They well, all that, have their it's the same thing. If, they get, if they're out there by themselves, yes, they do the massive damage. But when their rage ends, they end. And yes. you really need to have that support. You know what I'm saying? That you, Your team, it, it's, it's important that no matter what character you choose, no matter what class you choose, you're in with your buddies 110%. You're on the same page. You're thinking like your characters are supposed to think. Now, with these guides, like we said before, if you have any questions, please feel free to contact me personally if you need anything like that. We're on Twitter. Right, we're on Twitter. Our, our names were Go right the there website. in the beginning. You'll find us there. You can leave us a message through the website. I'll be more than happy to specifically make a character you know, with your questions like, oh, well, I, I, I had an idea of if I did alert and this, that and the other thing, dude, I, I have no problems sitting down and, and writing all this stuff down for you and sending it out to you. If that's if that's going to help you understand this more, like I said, when we essentially did this, our whole idea was to introduce you to these characters and help you make a decision because maybe you didn't know the subclasses were out there. Maybe you didn't know the OCC skills that were available at first. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you didn't think that there was a Psy magic healer. And now you know. So now these options are available to you. And now this opens new doors and new playable characters that you can essentially or maybe take in. Like uh, like me, I you I have to use the D&D Beyond tools. Because yeah. <laughs> like I, ju I just have to do that. So when they say make a character, that's what I do. Um, so maybe you did that and you're not tapping into what specialty your your fighter, thief, or magic user is. And you're just kind of like, you know, Eldritch Blast. Yeah. Don't be that guy. <laughs> Don't be that guy. No, we, lo are, we love that guy. Actually, so I was on his Twitch stream the other day. <laughs> he was like playing his game. I jumped in. And first thing I said, I was like, Eldritch Blast. He starts <laughs> starts laughing, gives me the salute. And he's like, I wish I could. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, uh, Jacob. <laughs> One of our other gamer guys out there is he's using a um, uh, a warlock. Yes. Yeah. Yep. But that with 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 nefarious um, necromance behaviors. Yeah. He's, got, he's got necromancy <laughs> tendencies. <laughs> tendencies. That's yeah. it. That's it. Is it. But hey, before we wrap this up, uh, just one thing uh, I wanted to bring up. So yesterday was uh, by the time we're recording this. Yesterday was Friday the thirteenth. Yes. Friday the 13th was the release of the Juggernaut edition I, of State of Decay 2. Yes, I downloaded that, and I am ready. Uh, I, I unfortunately lost one of my people. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. I, I, I was excited. I logged in. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'll just check it out a little bit. I won't get too far into it. And, you know, it downloaded an update the day prior. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to be able to just fire it up, check it out. Go in there. There's a message. Oh, hey, if you want to play the Juggernaut edition, 
what we need you to do is completely uninstall the game and then reinstall the game, get the update. And I'm just like, so you did an update just to put that up. Yes. I'm like, Ugh. so I did reinstall the game. All right. Click. It's not going. Click. It's not going. What the hell? What's going on? I keep trying to load the game. Finally, a message comes up, says, oh, hey, we're updating State of K2 right now. We'll let you know when it's done. And I'm looking, and it's this really slow bar that wasn't done until this morning. Yeah. <laughs> so I did check out a little bit, and I do like I was the new say, I didn't check out. I didn't check out the, the juggernaut. I, I started downloading the, the new one, so they're probably going to have me do that now. But I was actually playing one of my, what we call the Nightmare Crew. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. We tried Which, to do the nightmare before, and yeah, it, we we got our asses. Kicked, well, we did because, like gonna... I said, we weren't even prepared. We thought it was no. I, I thought I actually had characters that I put some time into, but I just remembered I made like a whole new fucking town. So all these guys were green. Yes. <laughs> and it was bad. I pick, I, I I just picked three of uh, uh, like an auto mechanic, a surgeon, <laughs> and an engineer, and. Um, I just wanted to check out the new the new map and I like it. It's a logging community. It's yeah, I remember cool. you saying that. Yes, they yes. start you out with a with a little bigger base that has a huge tower. That's and cool. that's where you sleep. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I think it's gonna be fun. I, I can't wait. So we'll probably twitch that. Yeah, and that's what last out. time was hilarious. Yeah. Oh my god, that was so fun. Yeah, it's, yeah that was we, funny. When we when we twitch State of Decay too, man, it's a riot. Yeah, you definitely got to be around for that. Uh, and and like so, we'll try to give you updates whenever we can do that. Because um, we revel in our ineptness sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. It was, it, and then we get all of our buddies in there, and it just it gets that much. Oh more yeah, fun. it was awesome. It really does. It really does. All right, well guys, we hope that you enjoy these guides. Um, next week I'm gonna bring the cleric to the table. Um. And uh, whatever uh, you're, you're going to be, I'll bringing. touch on some. I touch on, uh, like I said, the psi healer and stuff. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put together a presentation on something for next week. Nice. We'll figure, you know, nice. I'll figure it out. We'll and like I said, or, uh, while you guys are quarantined, make sure you catch up on all the basement quest goodness. And if you haven't seen last week's episode about Delta Green, and you are wondering about Delta Green, my God, Vince did a freaking fantastic job. It yes. makes me. I actually had uh, our buddy Rob was like, he's like, I want to play that game now. <laughs> he was like, it was so informative. Oh, yeah. Like, um, and also, don't forget, we're still looking for Pathfinder players out there. If you are a Pathfinder player and you think that you can be like Vince and give us a very, very detailed explanation of Pathfinder, contact us. We would love to have you on the show, just like we had Vince from uh, from Black. Uh, uh, blah, 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 Black, Black Project Black, Gaming. Thank you from Black Project Gaming. Come out and give us, you know, like I said, just the teardown of that fantastic game. And we've had questions about uh, Pathfinder a few times. A couple people have kind of like hinted, but I haven't had anything solid yet. So if you're interested, DM one of us, get a hold of us. Just like we said, we had Vince on here, and a couple weeks later, boom, we we had the show going. I also speaking of quarantine. Um, be starting my Dead Ring campaign pretty soon. Pretty excited, everybody. I I love the characters. Everyone's rolled up so far. Yeah, we. we have I'm fun. pretty excited. <laughs> we I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm more excited about this game than I've been about others in the past. And that's a, that's a good feeling when when your yeah. DM is excited, when your GM is excited, it makes it that I, much. I honestly, better I didn't you. know, I didn't know what to expect, what everyone was gonna pick, and then I was like, you're gonna be Houndmaster. Yep. Pretty excited about that. We got a soldier. Yep. Um, we got a farmer. I saw. Yes. I was like. Wow! All right, we got a farmer. Um, we got a um, we shepherd got of the shepherd damned. of the damned. Yep. Um, I f- oh, what's Alan doing? What was Alan doing? I forgot. Reaper. Oh, Alan's that's right. Reaper. He's a reaper. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just gonna be good. I got. Uh, yeah. Oh, the uh, Brian's gonna be a uh, scrounger. That's right. Yep. Um, Brian, uh, Jacob, and 
um, was on the show, uh, and you know, touching on the, the Dungeons and Dragons game. I think that was episode three. Yes, yes. So if you want to check them out, I'm um, sorry, there's no video. But yeah, there is no video. We, we have a very strong suspicion that Jake did something with that. Yeah, Jake, it, Jake doesn't it, like to be on the. Uh, on the uh, I think Jacob Jake is uh, Delta Green. He is Delta <laughs> yeah, Green. Yeah, he doesn't so. like his face, and and the fact that he actually agreed that he was going to be on the video was, yeah, no, was incredible. Like, wow. But the video never recorded. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear him. And speaking of of our gaming group, we've been we've been doing a talk. So when we do uh, our weekend gaming, uh, we're gonna you know ask uh, one or two of the guys to come on and yes. give us a report yep. card. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna put ourselves on the chopping block. Yeah, we're, that should be fun too we're for you folks. To that, yeah, we're looking yeah. forward to that. And I'm finishing up my last details on the heroic holodeck main events oh yeah i'm um, just got to give the uh the rules over here to ed for him to finalization see how he likes it yeah and then uh we'll, we'll be giving you that. yeah we'll be giving you the first one running through there so i'm, I'm looking forward to that one too that's gonna be it's gonna be great we got we got great content for you guys yes. we have great content plenty of nerd deliciousness for you yes and and it's all in quarantine because there's probably not going to be any cons or anything. So I'm wondering about that one that uh, we were talking about. Whether I don't or not think that's they're going to do it, man, because it's it can't have more than 200 people in a in a in a place yeah. now. They they cut that out. So yeah, well. and then and now um now they're saying like places like um was it New Haven? Now they're th- they're saying half occupancy for movie places restaurants and bars yeah so if you had like an occupancy of 120 it can only be 60 now so i mean it's getting serious they're not letting people really hang out anymore so hey that roll 20 here's a good chance for you guys to check it out man if you want to play and and you're just afraid to go out right now hit that roll 20 hit up some of these great people i want to shout out uh some of my old friends from uh my DJing days, they're going to be doing a quarantine DJ live stream throughout all of Facebook. <laughs> that's awesome. uh, so that's going to be awesome if you like that kind of music. But uh, again, thanks. Uh, hit subscribe. Hit the bell. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, leave us a review. Please. If you li- listen on Spotify, uh, you can share it to your Facebook stories, um, your Instagram we would love that. stories. Um, yeah. That's basically it. And if uh, you want to contribute to the show, you can do uh, at anchor.fm uh, forward slash basement quest. You know, if you like the content, you know, as little as 99 cents a month. Hey, it helps us. It helps us get all the stuff out there, like I said, and and just give you the quality, quality basement quest goodness that you're used to. Yes. And as always, basementquest.com for everything. Everything. Contact us. Like I said, if you want more information, if, you, if you're like, Mike, I, I want to make a fighter. And I had this, that, and the other thing. Please help me. No problem. Or hell, if you think we're full of shit, come tell us. Yeah. We'll be there. I'll I'll be there to back (laughs) it up. I'll show you. See you next week. Absolutely. Love you guys.